When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Nope. I, well, let me tell you this. I've had a long day. Really? You see the crack yeah. open a cold water? Yeah, honestly, like it's too long for a beer, you know. <laughs> it's like, man, it's been a really long day. I need some basic human nourishment. I have right not now. drank enough fluids. <laughs> I need some chicken broth and a couple of times. Are we recording? Have we started the podcast? <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch, episode ninety-six, seven, ninety-seven. It's your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick, and we are here. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, congratulations! You you're one of the are, first. You're a part of the future of this podcast. I am ready to go all in on Spotify. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to get them to create a category for religion. It it does not exist currently. There's really? no yeah. There's no religion category on Spotify. So what I'm saying is. We got to get so big. We got to boost our numbers. <laughs> we so take- I don't care. I don't care if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> can we leave that in? Is that, do we have to cut that out? No, we could leave it in, but oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. I just I didn't realize what I was saying until after it was out of my mouth. Okay. Ethan said too much water. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Starting over. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you. Welcome to the future of the crunch. We are Patrick. I don't know if you know this, but Spotify does not have a religion uh, category. What? And I think kind of our goal, you, the listener, whoever you are listening uh, on Spotify. Uh, you're going to play a part in us getting so incredibly big that they have to create a religion they category for us. us. Um, yeah, exactly. We are <laughs> going to be the soul. Not, not catching foxes. No, no, no. Not Catholic stuff you should know. We are going to – here's the thing is we're in the mix before anybody else, right? We – well, maybe not before anybody else. Bishop Barron's already on there. but And so are us catching foxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's whatever. Catholic what stuff I'm saying you is know? if we – Not. If we that. jump – if we jump onto this market and we really try to to uh, boost our numbers in any way we can, I don't care if we have to pay people to click on our episodes. Uh, we are we, we're going to make it to the top. Is what I'm saying. I, I I had so I was in my rhythm before we had to start the show over. But yeah, no, we're totally sorry. we're totally going to do it. We're going to have a letter writing campaign. We're just going to call Spotify every day. We're going to be like, listen, who are we going to write letters to? Spotify. Um. One Spotify Lane, Berkeley, P- Berkeley, California. Berkeley, PA, Pennsylvania. Berkeley, PA, Berkeley everybody Pennsylvania. knows. Everybody loves the classic Spotify Pennsylvania office. Everybody loves that. Everybody's into that. You guys want? Hey, you're in Pennsylvania. You're in the old PA. Let's go check out Spotify. That's the the hit attraction that everybody loves in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Do you like the Liberty Bell? Me neither. Going to Spotify. The Liberty Bell's not in Pennsylvania. I don't care. It is. I was just going to see if oh, I believe it. I was about to say. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I've seen it. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I've never been to Philadelphia. Uh, really? Really. You know who I've never... You know who just moved to Philadelphia? Uh, New Catholic Generation? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You talked to Tristan. I talked to Tristan today. Is that like hidden information? Do we just like unleash some no, secret I, juice? No, I think, I think Renee is got it... hired and that's like their Is it public knowledge? I think so. 
Okay. Well, if it's not, then Tristan, you can file a cease and desist. desist, desist. <laughs> you can file a cease and desist. Patrick, I've been awake since 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Oh, so we uh, got to get this going. Well, we don't have to get it going. It's just the longer that we that we dwiddle. Dwiddle? The more... I'm making up words! <laughs> the longer that we dwiddle, the more fun Ethan becomes on the podcast. <laughs> This is <laughs> it's gonna go downhill fast, and we started at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> I wish we could have kept it in. I yeah. wish we could have kept it in, Ethan. That's please, okay. you know what? I'm no, I'm glad we didn't keep it in. I'm glad we didn't keep it in either. We've got a brand to uphold now. Now that we're on Spotify, um, <laughs> care of SpotifyPennsylvania.com, we we have a we have a reputation to uphold. I guess I don't know if any of you noticed or heard because I posted it on Facebook, but. The crunch is on Spotify now. Which I, th- I apparently is not a big deal to anybody except, like, me. Like, I came home and I told my dad, I'm like, Dad, we're on Spotify. He's like, oh. He's like, so? So? <laughs> it like, is dad. free. But. It, well, yeah. You have to, you have to, uh, you have to put your podcast in the little, hey, Spotify, check us out. And they have to, like, check analyze it. They have to check show. it out. Yeah, they do. They have to make mm-hmm. sure there's no copyrighted music. And I was pretty so worried about that. Because I definitely. successfully. We've successfully infiltrated <laughs> the pagans. We've we've successfully in- infiltrated the culture vis-a-vis uh, SpotifyPennsylvania.com, and with this new power, we can win the culture war. Yeah, this so, is being a podcast uh, on Spotify is the new evangelization, and no one can although, convince me otherwise. Although Spotify is free, um, if you would <laughs> like to, uh, if you would like to participate in the culture war, if you would like to pledge some of your dollars towards our victory in the culture war. Not our victory as Catholics, our victory as Ethan and Patrick. As Ethan and Patrick. <laughs> I'm not saying that we're attempting to kind of maybe, I don't know, take over the government in any in any official capacity. But what I am saying is that uh, one donation of $10 a month will net you some sick rewards on patreon.com. So Slash the crunch. And also might, might earn you a congressional seat in the new vatican states of america oh that's all patrick what if we had a government just filled with us and our patrons patreon supporters <laughs> oh man and i've been our, listening our, to a french revolution our... podcast and boy howdy am i down for this i am so down where do you know where our capital would be where spotify pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> all right this is enough. That's enough goofs for that. That's but, enough, uh, that, but I, that's enough for that goof. While, really... while we're on Spotify, I do. While we're on the topic of Spotify, we're always going to be on Spotify. But while we're on Spotify, the topic, I do want to yeah. say I want to put First Try" by Ethan Stevie on Spotify by the end of the year. <laughs> that... Do you think we can get it? I think I think we can do it. I think we can do it. And here's why. Here's why. I really want to. <laughs> do you guys know first? For those of you that don't know, First Try" is the name of the song that's at the beginning and end of each episode. Yeah, I and it's very. Song. I'll, I'll link to it in the description below, even though I you actually, heard it already. I had somebody text me this week asking what the intro music was. So it's, the people want it. It's, it's an a, original. It's an original, and it's a need, I think, of the And of also, the, it be, it's Patrick, your it's first gonna be, try. It's going to be our national anthem. <laughs> just, we get someone to win the Olympics. Like, Everyone's standing like, no, please rise for the Vatican States of America's national anthem. <laughs> and it's so versatile too i was thinking about it i was thinking about it today um you know for all of you who listen you don't know this but eventually someday soon the crunch is going to have to do an ad spot that's right yep. One and day. i was thinking that little that little like the little sandpaper little uh-huh. things oh yeah i know the shaker the yeah, shaker noise. the shaker that'd be super nice to just play underneath the ad so that the, the listeners know they're listening to a commercial right mm-hmm. and that like mm-hmm. and then when it's over it's back to the show because like we're gonna do a laid back ad obviously you know we're this, gonna make this one could be an ad right now you don't know what you're saying this could be an ad right now hey go support us on patreon patreon.com <laughs> crunch. boom that's an ad you can't skip past that fast enough crunch listeners we got you uh-huh we snuck it in because all, all i want all i want is for our our, our 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 supporters who are commercial supporters and also our supporters who are our crunch listeners i want them to have both both of them to be happy i want i want our ad to be listened to and i want our ad to be pleasurable to listen to so crunch listeners please don't skip over ads because i know i do all the time and i don't want our ads to be skipped over <laughs> this has been an uh, ad ad this has been an ad for ads um sponsored by ad choice 
Is that the what anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's get into the topic. So Ethan, what is the topic? Because you told me what the topic was, and then before the show started, you told me that wasn't the topic. Well, I've I've redecided on that topic yet again. So I let me let me provide some background. So basically, um training was great, but one of the things that was basically impressed upon me over and over again is that I need to read um some freaking encyclicals. Like <laughs> Um, some encyclicals, some apostolic exhortations, just some general audience uh, texts. Um, I need to, I need to get diggity down with what the popes are, are 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 chucking out, you know. And I just feel like that's a that's a huge aspect of my reading and my personal learning about the church and 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 even just prayer, something that I've neglected. And so uh, when I got back from training, I was at Saint Isidore's uh, in Manhattan just visiting some people traveling around town meeting up with some folks making some appointments and i know that saint Isidore's has about 50 copies of uh evangelic gaudium uh in the basement because dynamic catholic just hands out books like it's candy i don't know how they make any money um, i don't think they do i think it's a non-profit I, well matthew kelly's got to eat somehow <laughs> how, is he, how is he going to be the best version of himself if he can't eat be the best really skinny version of yourself be the, be the best emaciated version of yourself um <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so you I learned grabbed some this, big words in Ave Maria, Florida. I did, I did. We learned lots of good stuff. <laughs> Not in college. I grabbed a copy of this book, The Joy of the Gospel, um, into yellow, and I just started plowing through it. And I am in love. I love this book, and I'm only one chapter into it. But there was this one part that I don't think I'm ever going to understand, and I wanted to unpack it on the podcast live with with Patrick. Um, is that something that you're interested in, Patrick? I'm very interested in that. Also, we talked about this earlier, so you already knew that. I know, but I'm just making sure that the audience knows that you know and I, that I know that we're on the same. I'm not. I'm not a fan of exposition. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Well, I, <laughs> well, let's just get into it without any explanation at all, because Patrick doesn't like exposition. Um, he prefers benediction. Hey, oh, uh, <laughs> gosh, we suck. Okay, so oh, we're the worst. We're the worst. Uh, so, if, if you're following at home, this is paragraph eight of Evangelii Gaudium, and there's this line in there that. Uh, it's talking about having an encounter with God's love. And Pope Francis writes this. He says, we become fully human when we become more than human, when we let God bring us beyond ourselves in order to attain the fullest truth of our being. We become fully human when we become more than human. And I read this literally in the margins of this book. I've, I've underlined that line and I put question marks next to it. And I just said, what LOL in the margin? Like that's what I put. <laughs> Cause I have no clue what that means. <laughs> and so I just want to maybe unpack that with you. I think first I need to read the entire encyclical. So I'll be right back. Okay. All right. I'm back. So I still don't get it. Um, we become Great. fully human when we become more than human. I, this, it's really interesting because like this doesn't happen anywhere else in anything. Like when you create, a phone, right? It's like you you can make it and it it is fully a phone because it's doing what a phone does, right? So God makes us and we do what a human does, but still we haven't attained that full humanity. Even though he's created us human and we're doing human things, we're still not fully human because we become. We need to become more than you. Oh wait, 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 wait! I think I get it. I think I get it. Okay. It's because of sin. Okay. Okay. All right. Because yes. the word human in our ears, like you're saying, like I'm only human. Right. We've kind of packed that word with the understanding that it's a sinful being, right? So we can right. only become fully human, like what God fully intended human as God intended us to create. When we like, become more than human. Right. Overcoming be, sin. Yes, that's what it means. And I understand that, like conceptually, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but th like this whole encyclical is all about evangelization and about um, reaching out to people and inviting people into the gospel. And I think that there's just something so profound about wanting to become more than human. Um, and so, like, even outside of yes, that's like probably what Pope Francis means. Like, can we just tackle? like the concept of being more than human. So this is what I'm thinking is if we have that mindset, if I'm going into my mission at the University of Tulsa, 
and I go with my goal of being, I want to make every person I meet more than human. That change that like radically changes how I approach evangelization. Oh yeah. You're never going to be satisfied with your day's work. Well, I wasn't thinking of it in that way. No, but no, in, in a good way. How am I, how is never being satisfied with my day's work a good thing? Well, sorry, sorry. No, no, you're never going to be, you're never going to be satisfied at the end of the day. You're always going to want to push further. Oh, I mean, so way. you're saying you, you like, you never become content. You're, or yeah. You're never going to become like content. Like, oh, this is good. I've stored up enough grain right. in my barns. I can, mm-hmm. I can now sleep. And then mm-hmm. the thief comes in the night. No, no, no. You're always going to say, oh, well, I've helped this one person become fully human, but this this flock that I've been entrusted to, right? This flock of the University of Tulsa, mm-hmm. that person over there is not living fully human, or this person that I still know has not lived. They have not become more than human. Yeah, no, I totally. That's. Hmm. It's like if, if we start to to tackle things from that angle, then all of a sudden, like the simple crap that we think is like super good evangelization, just it seems super pale. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. Uh, I tweeted a Bible verse today. I did evangelization. Um, no, you, how, how does that make anybody more than human? Yeah. Anybody could tweet a Bible. Verse. Like this is a, that, cause I think that, um, evangelization, and I know we talk about this a lot, but I just, I think this is so important is that people just think like, oh, talking about the faith, defending the faith in public. And then. Oh, I answered somebody's questions about uh, confession, which means I'm done, right? Um, or I answer somebody's questions about Mary, which means I'm done. Like we conflate apologetics and evangelization a lot of times. Oh yeah, I um, do that all the time. And we think that because we're good at apologetics, we are therefore good at evangelization. Uh, and I and I think I don't know where that comes from, but it's a super easy trap to fall into that I've fallen into many times. You you've fallen into many times. Um, but we always have to go back to like, are we making ourselves more than human? And are we making the other person more than human by inviting them into a life with Christ? Because Christ living within me is what's going to make me more than human, not anything else. Yeah. And when you realize that the person's mm. end is not themselves, when you realize yeah. the person's end is to be drawn beyond themselves, then you stop. Then you realize that evangelization is also something that's beyond yourself. Like you're not, when you go in thinking that apologetics is the aim of evangelization, mm. then you're the guy with the answers, right? And so the end right. of evangelization is yourself. So once you do your thing, you're done. But if you approach evangelization correctly, as in bringing someone beyond themselves, then you know that no matter what you do, there's always going to be like, they're going to have to take the next step. It's always something beyond your actions. Mm-hmm. So evangelization is like, you initiate it sort of right. Like through the power of the Holy spirit, you bring something to them. They might not have, but it's like, it's like pushing a ball into another ball. (laughs) You just hope. (laughs) (laughs) So all these balls are on strings and then you pull one back and they click into each other. Evangelization is like a Newtonian motion. Newtonian motion. Newton balls. Um, Can you splice in a clip from the TV show? I Carly where the older brother, Spencer, screams Nugent Balls. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, what is this sculpture? It's a gigantic version of Newton Balls! Newton Balls? <laughs> let's just talk about iCarly. Let's do a little quick iCarly diversion. I saw uh, a meme sure. the other day that was... Um, <laughs> it was Spencer sitting at a table, and it was like, My Sinful Lifestyle. And Gibby was walking up labeled the Holy Spirit and was holding a huge stop sign and about to hit him across the head. <laughs> that's actually really funny. Can you send that to me? I, I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Oh, gosh, that's a classic. Know, we, need more, we need more iCarly memes. <laughs> the stop sign meme, meme. template. Gibby <laughs> stop sign meme template. That's the episode oh, wow. art. That's okay. what it is. That's the episode art. I love it. There's one right here. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that's just like literally the stop sign is labeled stop sign. Gibby is labeled Gibby and Spencer. Yeah, Spencer I, label, I, I see that one. Yeah. When Gibby is hitting Spencer with a stop sign. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, I this is funny. I don't understand why I haven't seen this meme before. <laughs> this is a great meme. 
team. Okay, so this is I'm glad we've gone down this road because that's going to be the rest of my night is is making uh, iCarly meme. So back on track. Gibby is the best character on television, and he taught me that it's okay to take off to your, take shirt your shirt in public. Gibby. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a big problem with that um, earlier in my college days. Wait, taking uh, your shirt off? Uh-huh. Oh. This is not something I endorse, nor is it something that I'm proud of. Which is This is not a badge that I wear with honor, but it's a badge that I wear with honesty. I used to just think that it was so funny to just, like, rip my shirt off, <laughs> probably because of that show. But I would just, like, I would get frustrated and, like, because and like to let people know how frustrated I was with a certain thing, I would just rip my shirt off um, and, like, take a walk outside. And it would be like, oh, haha, Ethan, you're so wacky and zany. Little did I know I was not uh, – being very prudent in my decisions of course not yeah and so now i i keep my shirt on locked down tight tucked all in the every kids day. all the kids in my high school like the the football kids or lacrosse guys yeah. they at the end of the day the last bell they would just take off their shirts and walk around school <laughs> and i'm like don't you guys have like homes to go to why are <laughs> you, you still here jobs they're not <laughs> who are you <laughs> where are your parents <laughs> where are your clothes put them back on who- how are you going to become more than human if you don't put a shirt on? <laughs> Segway back to the topic. Segway back to yeah, the topic. Okay, sorry. <laughs> this is what happens when we when we podcast late at night. Late at night. Um, so, After a couple okay, so of we bottles were, of water, am I right, folks? Right. So we were we were just talking about um, becoming more than human, and we oh, so I was going to talk about discipleship. So mm. I think that this critical. Focus's big thing is, is is discipleship, right? And that's how you kind of intentionally equip people to lead Bible studies of their own and kind of um, essentially do what you're doing as a focus mission, just as a student. That's kind of what the discipleship relationship is for, is to heavily invest into someone so that they can then um, invest in others, right? Yes, of course. And so if I start thinking about discipleship through the lens of making my disciples more than human – then all of a sudden, like my relationship with them is not just like, oh, they see what I do and I teach them things that I know so that they can do the things that I do. It's literally my life has to be so transformed by Jesus that there is something like there is an there is an other that I can invite them into because there's I can we can go to people, right? And we can say, hey, like I'm living this lifestyle. It's Christian. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. You should do it with me. And then you can skip through the fields and you can be Christian together, right? And you can do that on a very surface level. But if you allow Jesus to truly transform you and you are seeking for that and yearning that and you are asking him to make you more than human, and you are trying to do that with other people, then all of a sudden this like Christian Catholic evangelization thing that we're doing becomes a lot more serious, mm-hmm. which um, is is kind of interesting given like how blasé we are about evangelization sometimes um, and about how people say, well, it's this or that or the other thing, but we don't understand the weight of what we're actually saying when we invite somebody to live the gospel is we are inviting them. Like the, the C.S. Lewis quote is, um, you have never met a mere mortal before, yeah. you know, um, like we have never interacted with somebody who does not have an immortal soul. Do we live that way? I'm finding it like a lot harder to evangelize that way. Mm. Like, cause we talk about evangelization Why? a lot on the crunch, like we a do. lot. And like, I, I do honestly like go out into the field, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at my Sonic Bible study. We have a Bible study at Sonic with like five kids. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to disciple these kids. And it's so tough. And I think it's mostly because they're in middle school. And like, I might just be expecting them to be a little bit higher level than they are. Right. Like, yeah. One kid. Understandable. He, he just keeps asking questions and like not waiting for answers. And like, Oh, so he's a middle schooler. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like waste time prepping like a big treatise on the Trinity. I'm just going to be like, uh-huh. it's a mystery. And now I totally understand Trinity Sunday. Cause it's like father gets up there. He's like, listen, I did not have coffee this morning. Cause I had to prepare for mass. Um, it's a mystery. Calm down. And, 
but like i i want i want these kids to like the document says i want them to live a better life than they do and not because they're living a crappy life but because they're living a normal life it's exactly what 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 you like what we're saying is like these kids are just living an everyday life the girl's talking about her boyfriend right and the kids are like talking about building legos i'm like yeah these things are awesome like all of this is so good what is it for and some of them totally get it like some of them are like nodding their heads when we talk about the eucharist right and they're like oh i never thought about it like that and like others it's going to take a lot of time but i've noticed that those are the ones that i need to be focusing on um mm. i'm kind of i'm kind of train of thoughting here but i'm going to keep yeah. going hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So, I, well, here, I was just flipping through to, to paragraph 49. Oh, of course, um, paragraph 49, everybody's favorite paragraph. <laughs> listen to this, though. This whole paragraph is great, but I'll, I'll highlight a certain section. If something should rightly disturb us and trouble our consciences, it is the fact that so many of our brothers and sisters are living without the strength, light, and consolation born of friendship with Jesus Christ, without a community of faith to support them, without meaning and a goal in life. I love that. And it's it's exactly what you're talking about is there are people – like we should be troubled – I, with middle schoolers is a bit harder because they're just young, right? And you can yeah. attribute a lot of those things with like how young they are. But with people that are our age and older, we should legitimately see the way that they're living and be have a, a visceral reaction. Be like because amazingly because our, bummed out. <laughs> have you ever? This is this is what I think about is have you ever like had a really really good friend and another really really good friend and the minute you realize that like those two friends would be best friends and you're just like, I want you guys to meet so bad. Like, have you ever had that? Yes. Shout so... out Matt and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out uh, Clayton and Kevin. Um, so that's, that's how we should feel every time we meet a new person about them and Jesus. And that can only be that way. That, that, that only works because I'm really good friends with Kevin and I'm really good friends with Clayton. Um, and I know them well enough to like pair them up with each other. Right. Mm. And so the only way that this works and we can introduce people into a friendship with Christ, um, which don't try to tell me that, that Jesus doesn't want to be our friend because that's in, that's in John. And I don't remember the exact verse, but he doesn't call us slaves anymore. He calls us friends. I think it was John 17, but that's like, we have to know the other person super well, which involves loving them and investing into their lives and being like caring about them legitimately mm. and loving Jesus and being best friends with Jesus. Literally, this was my prayer today as I was in adoration and I read that passage and I just stopped and I was like, Jesus, I want you to be my best friend. 
and I don't, that's, I mean, that's like a normal thing, right? That's like not a super foreign concept, yeah. but, um, I don't think that's ever something that I've prayed before. And I think that is what will start to change the game is if I become best friends with Jesus and I start to invest in these people and get to know these people and truly love these people, then my immediate reaction when I see them living in this way that he describes in a way without strength, without a goal, without passion, then it should take everything in me. Like I should, I should want to introduce this person that I've met to Jesus with everything that I have mm. because it's such a strong desire. And you brought up a good point is like the only way that you can, you know, introduce Clayton and Kevin is if you know both of them. Right. And so like, obviously step one, know Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. But you said like everyone you meet, it's like, yeah, 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 everyone you meet. Sure. But like also everyone, you know, right. Cause like every, everyone, let's just make that clear. Yes. Yeah. Everyone. Uh, However, not just, Oh gosh, I'm shook. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) So you need to know the parts of this person's life where they need Jesus. And I think that, I think that's mm-hmm, one of the, mm-hmm. one of the learning curves that it took when it comes to mission work. I'm actually super excited for both of us right now because we're really young missionaries. We have no, oh, yeah. like, we don't actually have any idea how we to do no this. Clue what we're and doing. like, we've talked about evangelization for pretty much about a year and a half now, almost two years. And we're, we're like, God's like, all right, guys, Let's see if you're okay, if you're actually, if you can actually do this. And the answer is no, uh, without the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, So it was something that I learned. Like, it's like we, it's like we started a podcast about baseball for two years and then we like started playing baseball. (laughs) I'm really bad at baseball. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, It was like something I'd caution you. It's like something that it took me a while to learn is like, I can't actually evangelize them right away. Yeah. Which really sucks. You want to get in there and like, man, I really wish our youth group had 20 kids right off the bat. We have a really mm-hmm. small youth ministry. And I feel kind of weird about that. Cause like I'm asking people for money to help me right. evangelize a group of literally five kids. Um, Hey, will you pay for me to eat? And uh, I'm just going to talk to these five kids about Jesus. Right. But right. I've noticed as I've like spent three days a week with this group of five kids, that are not necessarily that close. It's not like a breakfast club thing, right? Where they're all like best friends by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Two of them are brothers. Two of them hate each other, but they all come to youth group. Right. And so they're there. And that these are the ones that God is like pour into them. And so like, I've, I've become like friends with them essentially as much as you can be friends with middle school kids and a couple uh-huh. high schoolers. But I've noticed like my weeks are not the same if I don't see them three times a week and like i know the name of the one girl's boyfriend and like i know one kid's favorite type of nerf gun and like i know these things about them and like what they love and like why they get up in the morning right and now i can use those things that i know about them and the things i know about jesus and i can bring them together and i can say like you need to know this person because now they know me and they're like oh any friend of patrick's a friend of mine right mm-hmm. it's that sort of thing and it took a Do while to know? get here. Hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, Jeff, come on over here. <laughs> Do you know what Jesus' favorite Nerf gun is? It's the Nerf M Strike 6. Let me tell you this. It is the... Uh, the one you can spin, that one. You know what I'm talking about? It's the... Um, I can't find them. The end strike elite surge fire. Are you Googling Nerf guns? No. Um, but okay. So yes, I 100% agree. And I think we sometimes want our glory stories and not God's glory stories. So Ooh, we elaborate. Like we, so we want to roll in to maybe a place like you're talking about. We want to have, we want to like, we want to montage it. So, like we want to go out onto the streets and like put up flyers like Blues Brothers and just roll around <laughs> with like a with an air horn yeah. or a bubble horn on top of our car and just get fill the house in in one day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we want. And but we are not uh, we are not the Blues Brothers, unfortunately. And so when when we put in a lot of effort and the result is not what we would like it to be all of a sudden then we seem to think that we failed and that there's no real point in 
um, celebrating or uh, getting excited. But the thing is, is that the glory story that God might want to bring out of this is not like that you had a super flashy set or a super great talk or a ton of numbers. It could be that there are six people there and you loved them so flipping hard and that you might never, you might not ever see the fruits of that um, while you're there or even while we're alive, but there, the fruits will exist because you loved them uh, as you would love Jesus, basically. Um, yeah. And that's like such a hard pill to swallow. Oh, yeah. I know that because I hear it all the time. Like I hear like, mm-hmm. does it just one soul is infinite. So like numbers don't even matter. Right. You get it all the time and it's like, cool. But you don't really understand it until you live it or until you watch someone live it. Mm-hmm. And I would say like, instead of thinking about it, like as missionary and teens in a youth program, just look at like a really good mom, a really good dad. They no no parent has more than like the most, the most Franciscan, it's like 12 kids, right? Okay. That's a really crappy youth group. If you're like looking at numbers, that's a really small youth group. So Look at how hard that mom loves those kids. Mm-hmm. I I have I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, but we have families coming and visiting my host family all the time, and it's awesome because I was I was talking to one one of the um, my host family's relatives, Tracy. I just watched her one morning just playing with her kid, and I was like, oh, I don't know why I'm putting so much energy into the podcast. That's the only thing in the world that matters. Is like, hey now. Um... <laughs> I would I would argue that getting on the podcast is kind of like playing with me and keeping me <laughs> entertained. So I'm just gonna give I'm just gonna give Ethan belly tickles and um, just, <laughs> who's my handsome boy? Who's my handsome boy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that that mom like that's all she was doing that morning right. was just playing with her kid and like we put so much stock in like writing the right talk. You're so right, or even stupid mm-hmm. like stupid things we know that don't matter like tweeting. We put oh, yeah. so much stock in, like, well, at least we do. <laughs> we, we put so you much. And I, you and I. You and I. <laughs> we put so much stock in things that don't matter when it's really like that's what life is about is loving the people that you're given, however mm-hmm. many people that might be. And yep. gosh, it's so tough. This to well, this I mean, that. let me tell you this. That's why that's why charity is a theological virtue. <laughs> yeah, because we literally cannot do it on our own. I always wondered why charity was a theological virtue. Now you know, because of this podcast. You're welcome. Good good thing you paid all that money for that Franciscan education. <laughs> Get no, all you need right here. But it's crunch. so like, because you think about it, like marriage is a natural vocation. But yeah, love yes. is a supernatural thing. So what you're telling me is that when you take God out of marriage, it doesn't work anymore? Oh, I get it. Wow. And we've come full circle. Mm. Mm. To when we were talking about marriage at the beginning of this podcast, you remember. Yeah, this podcast was yeah. always about dating. Yeah, it was true. No, I, I 100% agree. I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything to add. I think you just wrapped it up quite nicely. That thought, at least. I saw something else during the read through of paragraphs eight and 24, which is the only um, paragraphs that you told me to read. So those are the only ones that I read. Cool. Um, How much time are we at, by the way? Oh, we're at, so we're at 45 total. So like, we're probably at 30 minutes. Okay. We're good. We're good. (laughs) Yeah, we're good. We, we, we keep going. It's all good. Okay. Um, Once again, longest episode ever, Teresa Bova. An hour and 15. So um, it talks about like an evangelization community. And I think that's something that I forget all the time is that evangelization. Oh, paragraph 24. 24. Yeah. Oh gosh. Everybody go. If you, if you get nothing out of this podcast, go and read paragraph 24 of Evangelii Gaudium. Okay. Because. Oh, anyway, say what you're going to say. The church is a community of missionary disciples who take the first step. An evangelization, an evangelizing community knows that the Lord has taken the initiative by loving us first. Mm. Such a community has an endless desire to show mercy. 
and evangelizers thus take on the smell of the sheep. It's not about a person who goes out and baptizes everybody. And like that whole super evangelist focus thing that everyone in your cult talks about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love focus. I'm just messing with Ethan. I know. Um, I I know that, but thank you for clarifying for the people. Yeah. We once got trashed for not liking focus, which is weird because like we go to, never mind. Um, I'm a missionary. I'm a focus. That's my job. I'm a focus missionary. Uh, With discipleship, it's like you can, you can disciple again. You can disciple as many people as you want. But if you do not have a community, you are going to suck at discipleship and evangelization in general. And I was talking to Gordon, shout out Gordon, about this the other day. He's my he's my mission team member, and he lives down the hallway from me, and we share a bathroom. Um, I was telling Gordon how thankful I was for him and for our community because I would get burnt out so quickly doing yeah. this job by myself. If I was not, If I was in charge of field day for our youth group, I would cancel it every week and move us inside because I hate being on the heat. But like that community of my two, my two boys, Chris and Gordon. And also like we have, we have a guys group that meets every week. I've never like outside of household, which like, I guess is the same thing, but like these conversations are just so mm-hmm. deep. It's so good. Yeah. And maybe it's just cause yeah. maybe just cause I, I miss it from school. Maybe just cause it's different, but like, man, I, they, they all just meet on their own accord. There's no like social pressure. That's, there's moving. no cookies that you have to bait people in with. Yeah, and two of them aren't even adore missionaries, and they're just here. And I'm like, this is great. He, two two guys, uh, Ryan and I think the other guys. I f- actually I forgot the other guy's name. Wow, I'm horrible. Um, came by or Austin came by the other day, and they sat and talked about like their summers and how they were how they were doing and how their prayer life is. I'm like, this is awesome. And without that community, I would just fail at discipling these teens. Um, so yeah, like you need to evangelize other people. Sure. But like, you also need to make sure that you're being evangelized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the smell of the sheep thing. I met the best priest that I've ever known yesterday. His name's father Manuel. And he is from Texas and he, Tejas. Tejas, and he is the funniest guy he gets he gets up in front of the youth group in full cassock because he's about to go celebrate mass, and he's like, "All right, who's new?" And all the new people stand up, including me, because I was new that day. And all the new people stand up, and he's like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "I'm Patrick." He's like, "Nice to meet you." All this stuff. He sits down. So like, this is in front of the entire group, and there's this other girl. He has her stand up, and he's like, "Oh, good to meet you." Oh, like, and he goes, "Alonzo, stay away from her." And he's like, and everyone goes, "Ah ha ha ha!" You got called out by Padre, right? And this group of like 30 people, he knows every single one of them by name. He knows all their quirks and he knows that one of the guys would want to date this new girl. Right. It's like, or at least knows the community well enough to make a joke. That's a guy. They call him, they call him Alonzo, Ethan, Stevie, Alonzo. (laughs) It actually was Ethan. That's crazy. I'm I'm on a dating fast. That is just a, a goof about my prior uh, romantic inclinations. Do you think? Do you think now that you're a focus missionary, that Curtis Martin will listen to our podcast to make sure you're keeping the dating fast? Do you think? This is what I'm worried about: is that someone from Focus is going to listen and then just like take out a clip of <laughs> me saying something and like send it to Curtis, and then I'm going to get fired. I, yeah, I don't want. I don't want that. So, I, it's funny that you talked about priests with like concerning the smell of the sheep because I was going to talk about priests with the community because you're talking about how we need such strong community or else you know we can't do this like can you imagine what it's like for to be a priest who is maybe the only priest at a parish and how difficult that must be oh my gosh that's why we have to pray for priests and also reach out to them and make sure that they're doing okay yes (laughs) because yeah i understand that they'll have a staff and maybe they've got ministers on staff but maybe they they don't and maybe their staff is not necessarily an evangelizing community and so it can, I can, it, it's just so easy when you think about it in this context of we need a community in order to, uh, to kind of do this and stand by each other and um, all this stuff for a priest to get burnt out and to stop caring by the time he's 50 or 60, you know, yeah. like I can, I can easily see a priest who might've had passion earlier in life, who was just never surrounded by that community in the parish due to whatever factors you, I mean, I'll leave that to the, to the sociologists who kind of know that sort of thing, but it, it, it's, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And I think 
I don't think that because somebody is maybe not or a priest is maybe not necessarily uh, as bought in as they were before. It doesn't mean you can you don't have you don't have a uh, you can still reach out to them. Is what yeah. I'm saying. I think that that's something that was impossible when I was younger, but has now become possible. Like I told you, I texted you last night. Hey, I'm in a priest trunk. Yeah, text you. You never really explained that. <laughs> that that was Father Manuel. So he. He um he pulled up at the end of youth night and all the adored missionaries are outside. Well, all the ones that are at that parish are outside and they go, Father, this is Patrick. And he goes, hi, nice to meet you again. Like all this stuff. And um, they have this running joke where they pretend to be starving children so that father will take them out and buy them steak. <laughs> and they go, Father, Patrick has never had steak before. He's starving. Look at him. And I'm not I'm not starving. If you've ever seen me, I'm, I'm very well fed. Um and he goes, oh, you've never had steak. And I and I walk up to him holding my stomach and I go, tengo hambre, padre. And he's like, oh, you speak Spanish. Get in the car. And I'm like, sweet. And so we all go out and eat steak and get margaritas with padre. It was awesome. He paid for it all, which is ridiculous. I don't understand why he did that. I was like, father. Because he doesn't have kids. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he just, well, we, um, the, the adore missionaries are his kids. Like he looks at them like they're oh, his kids. so cool. And he can he can take them out and do that because they're adults, right? So like we have this this youthful um, this youthfulness about us, right? And we can like bring we bring joy to the elderly. Some of them. That's like that's one of the things that that's like why visiting the sick is a work of mercy because a lot of sick people are older and like nursing homes. Right. Have you ever been to a nursing home, Ethan? Uh, no. It's they're not sometimes. Well, I mean, not I all. have. I think I sang at a nursing home when I was in special choir in fifth grade. <laughs> what special choir? It was a special choir that I was in. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to clarify. It uh, it was basically you had met for extra practices outside of regular music class, and then during the holiday season, you would you would travel to places like nursing homes and sing special songs in the special <laughs> choir. Um, allow me to uh, elaborate. This is from paragraph forty-eight. Mm-hmm. We have to state without mincing words that there's an inseparable bond between our faith and the poor. May we never abandon them. I think that's so critical. We, like you were talking about, we have to visit the sick. We have to visit the poor. And we have to care for them and love them. And that's more important than talking to people that are healthy and wealthy. And priests are technically poor. So there you go. Yeah, so that's good. Anyway, sorry, that just made me think of that. Um, I don't have anything else. I've only read up to paragraph 49, so I really don't have any other content to pull from this. Um, and also, I really have to go to the bathroom. So if we could just wrap this up. Hey, man, uh, you're I can, in charge. I can be on my way. Um, I think that was good. I think next week we should like go in a completely different direction than ministry and evangelization. Ooh, what are we going to do next week, Ethan? I don't know. Tune in. Tune in on Spotify. Uh, Tune in on Spotify or wherever to, you find, to your find out, or wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah, uh, we're we're we have we have plenty of time to talk about uh, evangelization and ministry for the rest of our working lives because I like adore and I might continue doing this later. I don't know what I'm doing, but I will never stop talking about evangelization. That's true. Well, uh, I mean, you're you're stuck in you're stuck in focus for two years. At two least. years, man. Uh, so let's let's kind of give the give the rundown of where people can find us, and then should I do crunch of the week? Are we still going to do that? Oh, I have it pulled up right now. Do you want to do it? Oh, well, there you go. You can do it. It's since you got it pulled up. All right, sweet. Uh, so this one comes from wait, what, how do you pronounce his name? Catherine Shannon. That's uh, uh, the number know. one fan finally does a review. <laughs> um, shout out Catherine, our number one fan. I found out about this podcast through Twitter, and this podcast quickly became one of my favorites. There are a few podcasts that have current events with Catholicism and humor involved, not to mention how real Patrick and Ethan get. I recommend this to, like, everyone, especially if you're in college. Love y'all. Oh, we love you too, Catherine. That was Catherine, our number one fan. Been with us since the SoundCloud episodes. Thanks so much for listening, Catherine, as always. And uh, just real quick, if this is maybe your first episode, maybe somebody said, hey, check out these guys. They're on Spotify. Um, just a couple things. <laughs> number one... Uh, I apologize for the the iCarly kind of diversion in the middle. Number two, um, maybe you don't like evangelization. Sorry, uh, 
We have plenty of other episodes. Uh, number three, follow us on Twitter, Apropostle, at Catholic Pat. Number four, check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the crunch, where you can support us at varying levels and receive varying rewards. Uh, I don't know them all. I'm not going to read them all. You you can hopefully read. Um, if you can't read, more power to you for navigating your way. To this, <laughs> to oh, this my podcast. God. I'm so much better at this part than you are. <laughs> I know, but I just I got to I got to use the bathroom and I just drink a lot of water. You're you're, and... you're keeping yourself here, man. You just keep going. Okay. All right. I'm going to stop talking now. No, no, it's it's good. Keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I and I, I meant I meant that as an insult to myself. I'm 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 much better at reading Twitter handles off of a piece of paper than you are. <laughs> yeah, which is just a great skill that you acquired, huh? Um communication. Really worked worked hard at that communications you <laughs> put into work. Um Okay, so th- this has been the crunch uh for the week. Uh, share it with a friend. Maybe tell somebody about it. Um, we're really trying to. Now that Ethan's back, now that I'm here, we're going to the next level. You I don't know if you s- know this. We're founding a government. Okay, our <laughs> national anthem is our intro and outro music. Luke and Gomer talking about how they want to found like some type of podcasting studio and go on tour. Our sights are set so much higher than that. We're trying to take over the country. We <laughs> we're gonna if it. If the very starts, least, Texas. It starts in Spotify, Pennsylvania, okay? And if you download this exclusive code, you can get into the first meeting of Ethan and Patrick take over the country starring Spotify.com slash Pennsylvania. Um, check us out, and uh, we'll see you we'll at the first meeting. Thank you for listening. Please pray for us. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Goodbye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.